My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the Oddscast final episode of the NFL Summer Series previews. It is part nine. We did all eight divisions so far. Gave us your, uh, gave you our best bets, our winners, but we decided it was so well received that we were going to do one final episode going over some awards, some player props, and put together a divisional winner parlay eight ways. I'm Dominic DeLeo alongside Joe Delera, Terry Takes, producer Corey. I'm excited, guys, because the divisional winner parlay is probably going to be the most fun and the most uh, entertaining part of this podcast. But we do have one, two, three, four, five award winners to go over with you. MVP, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and Coach of the Year. How are you guys doing? And uh, what, what award are you most uh, excited to look at? Doing well, ready to win the French Open. We're ready. We're set. Okay. Hello, Dominic. I, I am well. Thank you for asking. Yeah, you start, and I, I guess you start all your emails uh, off as hope you are well during this time. <laughs> it's like a big, that's like a happy Monday type deal. I feel like you have to add in the confusing time, too. Like it's always a confusing Only time. Only if you're in the wrong. If you uh, fucked up and you're responding to something, you can just say confusing times. It helps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm speaking from experience at all. Just it helps. I see a lot of uh, trying times. That's, that's a good, good one. one. That's a good one. Yeah. Sometimes I try to everything. not. Sometimes I try to not do like say anything because like I don't want to make it weird. I go. I go. I've gone strange times. These strange. <laughs> That was before some other things happened. That was just when it was we were strictly concerned about coronavirus. <laughs> I've since changed the adjective. Enlightening time. Yeah. Um, Joe, I, I just want to explain to the listeners with your French open comment because we don't have video and we, it's an inside joke that we we're just coming. Doing coming podcast. soon. I'm practicing. Uh, Joe looks like Rafael Nadal. Um, we'll post a picture on our Instagram story. Yes. Um, but I just wanted to clear it up because if you just hit play, it made no sense. Yes. So, um, Asian great. Rafael Nadal, who's, great bad, who's bad at tennis. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we have five awards to go over, and then we're going to hit our divisional winner parlay. Let's start with the MVP, most valuable player. Wow, the big guy. Russell Wilson, automatically. The uh, the MVP has been won by a quarterback every year since 2013. Um, 2012, Adrian Peterson running back was the last non-quarterback to win it. And then you would have to go all the way back to 06 with LaDainian Tomlinson to find another quarterback, a non-quarterback winner. So quarterbacks usually win this award. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes were the last two winners. Before that, it was Brady uh, in 2017, Matt Ryan in 2016, and Cam Newton in 2015. So I read an interesting piece on Pro Football Focus about the um, Mahomes-Jackson wins and they were kind of against the grain on the normal winners just because they came out of nowhere. Um, and a lot of people are buying down. It looks like Kyler Murray and Josh Allen to kind of fit that Mahomes and Jackson mold in a winner. But in reality, the Mahomes and Jackson award winners were so out of left field that it's very 
unlikely that's going to happen a third time. Terry, what are your thoughts on the Mahomes Jackson trying to find another one? Or are you going to go back to the, you know, pick a go- pick a pick a good quarterback from a good team, um, and that was kind of the the sense of the piece. It was find a guy top ten efficiency quarterback the year before, and who has a win projected total of over eight wins. Uh, to the people that are buying Josh Allen and uh, Kyler Murray, I have one word for you, and that is. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're going to win MVP. Um, I don't think Josh Allen's very good. Kyler Murray can put up some points. He has, I mean, he's got the weapons now with Hopkins, Larry Fitz and, uh, Christian Kirk and Andy Isabella. I think we, we talked about them last, last time. Um, Mm -hmm. but I I mean, honestly, I, I, like I said, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to throw 60 touchdowns. Uh, but I did a little research. Ooh. Um, Talk in, in the past Tell us more. 10 I think I went back 10 years I might have gone back further I can't remember uh, but players to win the MVP after winning the Super Bowl the last one to do is Tom Brady he won in 2017 after winning the 2016 Super Bowl and before that Aaron Rodgers won in 2011 after winning the 2010 Super Bowl so those are mm-hmm. two all-time greats Patrick Mahomes another all-time great Oh, I think, already. Hey, yeah, but he's four to one to win it, win the MVP, and I just do not see any value on that. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to regress a little bit. Teams have a whole year to watch watch some film. He has a whole, he has a whole year of film out there now, and you know, I think defenses are going to catch up a little bit. And I think the Ravens aren't. There's not going to be as much emphasis on the regular season, and it's mm-hmm. going to be more maybe keeping it a little more vanilla until the postseason, um, because that's you know that's the hump they have to get over. Yeah, I agree with the Mahomes and Jackson just on the value. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, Mahomes probably will win this award, and that's why he's four to one. If the Chiefs have a twelve and four season and he throws fifty touchdowns, um, but. The four to one, seven to one are not the kind of odds you're looking for an MVP. Like I don't think you should be looking for the Mahomes, what was it, like sixty to one, Jackson, hundred to one odds, like at some points during the summers before they won. Yeah. I think you're looking more at the twenty to one range, the thirty to one range, just to kind of try to find some value. Um, Joe, when you look at the last ten MVP, or really the last twelve MVP winners you see a lot of generational greats and that's what Terry was talking about. You see Rogers, you see Brady, you see Peyton Manning. And then in there are also Adrian Peterson, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, and then the Mahomes and Jackson thing. And we can debate how good Mahomes and Jackson are going to be. Obviously I think Mahomes is going to be, I I don't think it's crazy to say he's going to be an all time great, but I want to talk about you're the running back guy in this podcast. Love running backs. Do you see any world in which a running back wins this award in 2020, uh, given the fact that we've only had three running back winners since 2000? And I think, and and Ladanian Tomlinson had the best season in fantasy football history. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's like highly unlikely um, because if you look at the running backs that we have here, they're like I don't I think the Titans are going to regress, so I don't think they're even really going to be a playoff team maybe um and like the top three running backs in terms of odds are Barkley Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey all running backs from teams that probably aren't even going to sniff the playoffs Mm -hmm. um 
So I think then you start moving further down the list and, you know, if you have, you know, like Ezekiel Elliott uh, or Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook looks like he might hold out. And then Ezekiel Elliott, I think if the Cowboys do well, I see that award going to Dak, not him. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I have a lot of trouble betting on a running back, especially this year. Um, I think I think the the only blueprint that I could possibly believe in is if the Panthers go ten and six and McCaffrey has a similar Ladanian Tomlinson. That's, that's, and I don't six. think and I think they're terrible. So yeah, like yeah, terrible. So so let's terrible. so let's look let's look at some of the players we have here. What are you looking at in terms of an MVP? We'll start with you, Terry. Um, you mentioned the generational talent. That kind of what I'm I'm I mean I'm looking towards elite quarterbacks that you know, 10 years from now, we'll look back and they aren't that surprising to win this award. Like, so obviously Russell Wilson's up there eight to one. I personally love Deshaun Watson at 25 to one. I think anything 20 to one over for Watson is a good bet. Obviously the Texans are the main problem there because if you win the MVP, your, your team's going to have to be a divisional winner at the least. And I don't see the Texans winning 11, 12 games, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but if they I, do, that's I mean, without Hopkins, he's in prime position to win that award. Yeah, and I, I like Watson is up there in terms of like the next quarterbacks that in ten years from now we're going to be considering generational talents. And so Watson is my first guy that I look at, and I'm like twenty five to one. Like the fact that Watson and Murray are both twenty five to one on some books is just it's stupid. I yeah. think that I think that Watson is in the same echelon as Mahomes, Jackson, Wilson. Obviously, the team is a little bit in a worse position in the terms of I think actually there was some juice on the under for the Texans in the last time I looked on their over under win total, which I think was seven and a half. But I mean, teams have I mean the Texans have made the playoffs the last couple of years. Watson's there. What are you looking for? What what kind of guys stick out to you in this first initial look at the odds? Well, I. Uh... Uh, me personally, I'm, I'm probably going to go with uh, older quarterbacks. I'm not really looking for the younger guys. Um, like you said, I'm looking for teams that maybe underachieved last year. Um, and I, I, again, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to win, but so (laughs) (laughs) like, I'm trying my best over here, but, (laughs) but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be teams that underperformed last year who, you know, are maybe projected to win about eight games this year and end up taking a leap and, you know, getting, getting to the, the 11 win mark. So that's, that's what I'm looking for. And if you want me to start revealing things, I will, uh, I just show it, show us your stuff. Yeah. I mean, let's just start throwing out guys, uh, throw, throw some names out there. I think that I have, I have three guys that I like, um, and then we'll go to maybe what's your best bet out of those three guys. Um, but if you have, you know, you can pick one guy, you can pick two guys, you pick three or four guys. I don't really care, but we'll, we'll go each around just talking about the, the making a case for the guys that we do like, and then we'll do just kind of a final one hitter, um, for the best bet for the MVP. Yes. Uh, okay. So the first guy that I have, I kind of broke it down to like lower, lower odds, mid odds and then long shot. Um, so the first guy I have is Dak Prescott. I have him at 15 to one on, uh, William Hill. I think with, you know, Mark Cooper, Michael Gallup, and then they add CD lamb, you have, uh, Elliot in the backfield catches a decent amount of passes. You have a new head coach. Who's, um, 
new head coach, but you keep Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. I think hopefully, I think they're going to air it out a little more. Um, and in a division that they should win, especially uh, the Eagles lost what's name Brandon Brooks. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that, yeah, yeah, I think they, I think they could get the twelve wins. Um, yeah. and if he puts up, you know, thirty-five, he threw for thirty touchdowns last year, kind of middling offense. If he gets to thirty-five, you know, forty touchdowns, and you know they're eleven, twelve, twelve and four. I think, which is possible. I think he's, you know, he he'd be a strong candidate to win the MVP. Yeah, I I like Dak a lot this year too because we I All think. Right. We were all on him, right? Or we were all on the Cowboys to win the division, right? Yeah, so. I think I think if the Cowboys go twelve and four, thirteen and three, he's definitely um, in the in the conversation. Um, but Joe, um, why don't Dom you give us? It. I know. I, I think it's good. Like I think it's it's one of the better ones. I don't like at fourteen to one, that's thirteen what, to one. I that's think that's what, a little low. That's what someone says to you when they're disappointed after sex. Well, it was good. <laughs> that's what you sound like right now. Joe, throw throw somebody else out. Um, in terms, like, I, I agree. Like, I like what I like Russell Wilson a lot. I mean, considering. Oh, I, do like, you? I do. I I love the Seahawks. They're my birds, and uh, I just think it's surprising that um, he always seems to be in like the top five, top ten in MVP voting, and he has yet to win one. And I think that uh, in a year where teams are looking for a little bit more leadership and everything. I think that he, uh, maybe this is his opportunity to win. Um, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson won the last two. And I think maybe the, the voters, uh, go to somebody that they feel like should is, should have won, should have won one by now, uh, mm-hmm. in a year that I think he's going to be able to lead that Seattle team in the West. Yeah, I'm going to throw out two more. I I talked a little bit about Deshaun Watson at 25 to 1 and why I think that he's a generational talent that would not surprise me if he won multiple MVP awards. So you want to at least before his odds and he wins one drops down to 10 to 1 for the rest of his career. 25 to 1 is is probably something I would take a flyer on. Um yeah. the two other guys that I like, one and if you've listened to our NFL summer series preview podcast, you know, I love the saints, uh, drew Brees. I think at 25 to one, if they go, well, now let's three. clarify, you've come full circle since the recording of that. So after we recorded the NFC South, I said there, there was no shot or I, I couldn't see a world in which the saints fuck this up. And then Brees comes out and says that, uh, some pro anthem all lives matter shit. And, uh, is that less than 48 got, hours after we aired that? It, it was very, it was, it was very quick. And then I was like, fuck this. This is like, now the whole room's going to be, uh, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, the new defensive kind of captain of the team is airing him out on Instagram. And now it's the, the locker room's going to be in disarray. There's tweets about Jameis Winston, you know, doing the undertaker meme out of the out of the coffin. <laughs> like he's going to be taken over. Um, but then he did an about face and actually um, clarified his and, and learned and listened and did what a good leader does in those situations and, and kind of came around to the plight of a lot of the players on his team. And I think all in all, they're nothing is now going to stop them. I think that they're like the remember the Titans yeah. of the 2020 NFL season um, where they started out as kind of guys with in, in the background of a lot of national um, 
discourse that was tearing them apart comes together around football. And now they're, now they're in a good position. You sold uh, me with the remember the Titans analysis. <laughs> you got me. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what you come like here for. Car accidents, pretty good shape. <laughs> pretty good shape. I'm in. I'm in. Breeze. Drew, Drew, so, Breeze, so, Drew is no sunshine. Get the fuck out of here. So Breeze at Breeze at 25 to one for a team that I think is going to win 12 games and be the number one seed in the NFC. Like, I I think that that's a, another decent bet. But I'm also worried about the uh, about Taysom Hill, about Jameis Winston, and maybe him not getting a full you know 99% reps at quarterback as they kind of transition to life without him. But I think 25 to one is good there. And then another guy that I actually would take a flyer on. I talked about that PFF article where you're looking for guys at top 10 in efficiency the year before. And one of those guys is very high on that list and he's very high at odds and everybody's expecting him to come down to earth. But if you're posting the same offensive efficiency quarterback rating as Patrick Mahomes the year before, which Ryan Tannehill did in 2019. And he's sitting at 80 to one, like throw oh five, 10 bucks on it, God. throw five, 10 bucks on it. Oh and then if he God. comes out, and I don't know. It's it's an eighty to one bet. Obviously, it doesn't look great, but like the 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 formula is there for MVP. At least give me that. Tell me the formula is there. Titans it's, over eight wins. Not. Top I five said, I literally just said how I don't think the Titans are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me if the Titans made the playoffs. Wouldn't surprise me if they went eleven and five, twelve and four. Like this, Vrabel uh, is like an emerging head coach. Do I think that they're going to win the division? No, I think that the Texans and and the Joe, Colts can you plot and whisker this, please, teams. and uh, determine whether or not that's possible? Thank you, dude. I'm not. I'm not not giving it out as my pick i'm saying that at 80 to 1 i would throw like a five dollar free bet on it so that when it's like week 12 week 13 and Tannehill's like putting up insane numbers like he did at the end of the season you're yeah he might put up insane numbers because he throws like eight picks a week <laughs> why totally Tana- yeah, i'm not i'm not on like come on joe <laughs> That's my long shot. Who's your long shot, Terry? So I can make fun of you. Okay. I have, <laughs> I have two. I don't know if you are going to make fun of either of these. Uh, so my, my middle tier in the middle range of odds, I guess it's kind of a long shot. I have the one and only Matthew M. Stafford. I don't know his middle name. Uh, he's 66 to one to win the MVP. So we talked about the Lions in our NFC North um preview summer series whatever the hell we call it uh they they started they could have been one of the best teams to start start um the season they should have beat cardinals they ended up tying that game they beat the chargers they beat the eagles they lose to the chiefs by one go to the bye week they lose to um the packers uh by one i think Mm. and then you know stafford gets hurt in weeks uh eight and then they suck after that um and if you look, apparently he's healthier than ever. I mean, you do have to worry about durability with him. But again, he's 66 to 1. Um, and if you look at his stats, he, he, was, he had 19 touchdowns and five interceptions before he got hurt and played half the year. He only played seven games or eight games, sorry. So, I mean, 
if you look at his career highs, his, his highest is 41 touchdowns. Obviously, that was with Megatron. But still, uh, I think in a division, they're projected to have like seven and a half wins. But if you look at the Packers are projected to have eight wins and the Vikings are projected to have eight and a half wins. Um, you know, it's it's still within that margin of error where the Lions could come out and, you know, they win the division. They go, you know, 10 and six, 11 and five. Stafford puts up, again, 35 touchdowns. It's kind of the comeback player. Good story, you know, for a city that hasn't had a winner in forever. Um, I think you play the narrative there. You're right. I'm not going to make fun of you for that one. Go to the next one. Uh, The next one is uh, the... (laughs) I see you, like, smiling, (laughs) waiting waiting for me to to just... yeah. Uh, so he's it's he's the tandem of the boy the boy genius and Ryan Gosling. I'm um, talking about Jared Goff. Okay, for the, all right. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't mind this one either. I think so he, he texted me. I think he texted me before this podcast saying I think we're gonna have these the are same guys. these are your guys. They are. We my got guys. Jared Goff. He's a hundred to one to win the MVP on William Hill. Um, so we got you know That's we're cool. all over the Rams. We like the Rams this year. Podcast for the Rams made. By the Rams, nah, it's not really made by the Rams. Um, if you, but if you look back, he had thirty. His his best year when they went to the Super Bowl, he had thirty-two touchdowns, twelve interceptions. They no longer have Todd Gurley. They drafted Cam Akers, um, and I think there's going to be you know just with the money he's making and the year that they had last year, I think you know McVay is going to go back to the drawing board. He's, he hears all this stuff about the guy in his division, Shanahan, who's you know. So, like this, the new hot genius now. If you sniff his fart, you get a starting or you get a head coaching job. So, I think there's going to be a chip on McVeigh's shoulder to scheme up some plays to get um, to show you know the world what Jared Goff is, why he deserves this money, and kind of justify to the team, like the owner, make the owners feel better that they're paying him so much money because he had these flashes where he's really good, he's really bad, he's just very inconsistent. I think this year they come back, they're going to put it on his shoulders. Hopefully, Cooper Cup stays healthy and. I think it's it's worth a hundred hundred to one bet. Yeah, I mean he's a former number one pick. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he comes out and has an MVP type season, and the Rams are a team that overexceeds expectations, and they're twelve and four, thirteen and three because they're the Rams that we remembered from two three years ago. Um, so yeah, I think Tannehill, Stafford, Golf, sixty sixty one, Stafford, yeah. Tannehill, eighty to one, Golf, hundred to one. Like you throw five dollars on each of them, don't, cover all don't your bases. my guys in with Ryan Tannehill. I'm saying it's the same type of. He of, was of he thing. was in a contract year. That was a classic like contract year. I'm good. Buy my <laughs> wife some more AR 15s She can leave me back <laughs> the rental car. All right, Joe. Any other long shots for you, and then we'll do our our picks for the MVP. Our, uh, so the only guy pick. that I kind of. Um, think I might throw a flyer on also 80 to one. Um, if you say Daniel Jones, I'm going to kick you off this podcast. <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say Derek Carr. I think he's got uh, enough offensive weapons to kind of make a stand there, you know, between uh, Jacobs, like Waller, obviously they got uh, speed guys in the wide receiver position. So, I mean, I think that, I think that maybe it's somebody I'd throw a flyer on. Um, but I, I, my initial people were, I got cucked by Terry here. Um, cause I like golf a lot too. Um, so I didn't want to just toss another guy out there that I think is younger, uh, playing for something. I think he, he's got a little bit of a fire under his ass with, uh, Mariota coming in behind him. Highest paid backup. Uh, 
but yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that he's got, he's going to have a little bit more motivation and he definitely has the weapons to be successful. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what was it three, four years ago? Carr was right in the red running for MVP. Yeah. um, And I mean, back in the Amari Cooper years. Yeah. And I mean, last year he was number eight in the NFL in QB rating above Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson. So just something to think about. All right. Give uh, this is the one that's going on our social media. Give us the, give us one. That I'm going to like, yeah, go. All right. I'll put Deshaun Watson 25 to one on there. DraftKings. Although I do like a lot of these long shots. I like Stafford. I like Tannehill. I like off. I okay, I'm going to go. Cause I don't want Joe to take mine. I'm taking Matthew Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> and that's at 66 to one. Yes. What book? Uh, Williams Hill. Ooh. I haven't posted a William Hill logo in a while. Well, this best book in the world. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to take uh, Drew Brees 25 to one on oh, draft picks. He's just an old bag of bones. I hate that pick too. Ryan Tano <laughs> and Drew Brees, terrible picks. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to offensive rookie of the year. This is an award. I had the offensive rookies queued up here. Don't have them. Um, usually a quarterback wins this award. And we have Joe Burrow sitting here. I think he's at like, well, at draft What do you want to know, two, Dom? 225. Um, do, you, do you think Burrow is a lock here? I guess we'll start there. Uh, no. I, okay, you go. You go. I was saying, I was no. saying no. I'm going to say no uh, because I think, a, I think a lot of it has to do with opportunity. Um, and I'm wondering how long the Dolphins – don't use like or how long they wait to put Tua in because if Tua gets put in say week three maybe even week four I think at plus 700 he presents a lot more value um than Joe Burrow at basically two to one mm-hmm. um, I will I will say to that point um before the draft or after the Dolphins picked Tua Fitzpatrick was uh, minus 200 to be the week one starter. Then he jumped up to minus 400. Now he's back down to minus 278. Yeah. So I do think that, you know, maybe in a year where there's no fans, maybe there's like theoretically a little bit less pressure in the stadiums and stuff. Maybe they give the rookie an opportunity to learn on the field um, rather than from the sidelines. So I'm actually looking at the offensive rookie of the year awards and the last 10 years, there's been five quarterbacks that won it. So it's not a given, you know, every it's like 50% hit rate on quarterbacks for, for rookie of the year and going even on a shorter sample sample size since 2013, only two quarterbacks have won it. And that was Murray last year and Prescott in 2016. You had Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara and Todd Gurley. 2018, 2017, 2015 to win it as running backs. And then you had Odell Beckham and 2014 and Eddie Lacy in 2013. So you had one ride, one, one ride wide receiver in there and four running backs to go with the five quarterbacks. So I'm actually looking at the running backs here because I think that the value is there with the running backs. Cause if I'm not taking Joe Burrow at two to one odds to win the way. Um, I like the two a thing, but I, I think you could wait. Like, I don't think he's going to start week one. 
So, yeah. so I, I, the three running backs that I like here, uh, Terry touched on him a little bit in the MVP discussion, not to win the MVP, but in terms of the Jared Goff take and the Jared Goff pitch, uh, Cam Akers at 25 to one. I see on M- that MGM as one of the rookies. Second rookie is DeAndre Swift for the Lions, another team that we like with Stafford. I think if Swift, if any one of these guys, Akers or Swift, gets 90, you know, 80 to 90% of the touches and the teams are good, like there's a decent chance they win uh, rookie of the year. And Swift is at 18 to one, William Hill. And then the other rookie I like with the Colts is wow. Jonathan Taylor at 12 to one. I see on William Hill. And I think that Taylor is uh, like acres, like Swift. If, if he's a number one, three down back, these teams are going to be good enough where, especially with Taylor and the Colts. Like I think the offensive line is good enough yeah. where you see guys that been plug and played in there all the time and have great, great fantasy weeks. And I think Taylor, if he's healthy for the whole year, stick him behind that offensive line for the Colts. Like, and if Burrow has an off year or two, it doesn't start until week five, week six, he's, he's a very good bet. And at 12 to one, I, I like those odds. Yeah. I mean, it's also guys, like it's important to uh, like for the listeners, we always talk about line shopping, but when Don was just talking about cam Akers uh, at 25 to one on bet MGM, like for example, he's already down to plus 1600 on uh, DraftKings. So be sure to take advantage of the fact that in New Jersey, or if your state has legalized sports gambling to get these websites and get on the different apps and take a second to line shop because there's nothing else to do right now. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. These props, these player props for the awards are probably the best argument we have for having multiple books because these lines are so different. Like Tannehill at 80 to one for MVP. I know Terry hates it, but I'll bring Hate it up it. again where it was down to 50 to one and 45 to one on some other books. So it's like, yeah. if you, if, and golf was at 70 to one at other books, he's a hundred to one. So you're looking at the, the 30 to one odds differential is to be a substantial amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. Terry, what do you, what do you think about offensive rookie of the year? I mean, I think it's Joe Burrow's award to lose as Joe mentioned. Um, opportunity is key and he is going to have, plenty of opportunities uh to win this award um he's gonna be the week one starter he's gonna play all year uh, barring injury um and in, i i don't think the Bengals are terrible um so i i just think it's his award to lose i don't think Tua is gonna i still don't believe Tua is gonna play until you know week six or week seven if the dolphins aren't doing so well um so i disagree with joe on that front uh yeah i wouldn't bet it now but yeah yeah and there's no other quarterback i mean besides i guess Tua, but still i i don't i'm staying away from the quarterbacks yeah i'm I'm looking i like your acres bet he's 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 on my list um but let's talk about wide receivers i know i was about to ask uh, you that if you didn't bring it up no well i read your mind chemistry (laughs) you can't teach that uh sorry i just cleared my mic into the microphone or Mike throw it into the microphone. Uh, so, I mean, the first one I'm looking at is Jerry Judy. Uh, Drew Locke, hot, you know, pick. You know, going to take his leap in his second year. Is it third? Second year. Yeah, second year. Um, who fell in the draft and fell behind Henry Ruggs, a guy that, I mean, everyone had rated, you know, lower than Jerry Judy. So, it was a little chip on Judy's shoulder. Um so I think, and he's going to have opportunity being the number two with Cortland uh, Sutton 
as opposed to, you know, you look at the Cowboys and CeeDee Lamb, who has, you know, Gallup and um, uh, what's his name? Well, I can't think of his name. Amari uh, Cooper. Amari and Cooper. you have Ezekiel Elliott. Um, so I think Judy's going to have the opportunity and his thing was a route runner. He's a great route runner. So he's not like one of those, he's not like Henry Ruggs. You can just run fast down the field. Like he has mm-hmm. all the skills that you see, um, you know, wide receivers who struggle sometimes coming to the NFL, like a John Ross, who's just a speed guy. Ted Ginn is just a speed guy. They don't know how to get, you know, run routes and get open as opposed to Jared Judy. knows what he's doing. Uh, if you want me to go for a long shot, I'm here for you too. I'm gonna. I'm looking at Chase ahead. Uh, uh, Judy eighteen to one on points bet, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Chase Claypool, wide receiver from Notre Dame, on the Pittsburgh Steelers 71, 70 to one to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, where am I getting this from? I'm crazy. This is my Ryan Tannehill pick. <laughs> well. If you look at the wide receivers for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're all small, fast guys. Yeah, Juju, 6'1", James Washington, who's five or six, six foot, and then uh, Deontay Johnson, who's 5'11", allegedly. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Jay's Claypool, is, he's got speed and he's got size. He's 6'4", and he knows how to, you know, catch. He knows how to go up and get the football. Um, he had 13 touchdowns senior year in Notre Dame. He's a second round pick. I think he's, he could have been a first round pick. Um, and for a guy that likes to extend the plays like Ben Roethlisberger does, I think he gives him an option. I think he's going to be on the field a lot more. He's listed on fourth on their depth chart now, but I think he's going to be the number two wide receiver for that team, you know, six games into this six or eight games into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and a team that I think most of us are high on the Steelers. I think it gives them the opportunity. If you look at their last second round pick, who was a wide receiver, Juju Smith, he scored seven touchdowns in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. I'm looking at the four wide receivers who have won rookie of the year in the modern era. Randy Moss was a number one pick um, in 98. Percy Harvin was a first round pick in 09. Beckham was a first round pick in 2014. Anquan Bolden in 2003 was a second round pick. So the, um, the blueprints already laid out there. Let's give our best bets for offensive rookie of the year. We'll start with Joe. Um, so I like, um, I, I like some of your, I like some of the running back picks here. Um, but I'm going to put out there. I like, I like Jalen Rager plus 25 to one or 20 or 25 to one on the Eagles. I think that, um, Wentz like finally is going to get a little bit more of an offensive weapon that he can use. And I think he's going to have some opportunity to get some big plays. They have him, the Eagles have him lined up to kind of take on a Deshaun Jackson role. Um, and they want him to be a big play guy. So a couple big plays makes those splashy, uh, you know, the splashy clips on Instagram and Twitter and everything. And I think that that can, you know, give him some momentum. So I like uh, Jalen Rager, 25 to one. What book was that? DraftKings. Very, uh, very OBJ like pick. Um, I think, I think he's going to have a good oh, year. You know I think 30, to, 30 to one on points bet. Sorry about that. I think uh, he has a good chance to have a good year. I mean, the Eagles were putting up backup quarterbacks out there, her college quarterbacks in, in the playoffs at yeah. wide receiver. So I think any any type of wide receiver who can play is going to be well well received there. Terry, 
best bet for offensive rookie of the year? Uh, are you going to take Acres? I won't take him if you're going to take him. Take him. Take him. No, I'm going to take. Not, I'm not going to take him. Okay, I'll take Cam Acres then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rams heavy today. Twenty five yeah, to one. That's that's why I'm not taking him because I I like some Rams for the other bets here. Um, at least talking about them, I might. I'm probably not going to take them. Uh, what book was twenty five to one at? MGM. Yeah, you said it. All right. I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. I think he's probably the most sure thing because acres is behind Daryl Henderson, or at least not behind, but Daryl Henderson was taken in a similar role last year and he has some experience. So I, it wouldn't surprise me with McVay to kind of run two running backs, um, at least out of the gate, which could hamper his uh, opportunities to win rookie of the year. I do like Deandre Swift, but I, I'm definitely going with the Lions player in these other awards. So I'm going to, going to save that. So Jonathan Taylor Colts, I think are divisional winners. I think their offensive line is the best in football and put a Wisconsin guy behind there being able to find some holes. I think Taylor is going to have a very strong year, the entire year. And I think that he's probably the safest bet out of these running backs in the odd show. He's 12 to one. All the other guys are closer to 21. So Jonathan Taylor, 12 to one on the Colts. William Hill is my best bet. Let's go to defensive player of the year and to save some time, everybody just pick one best bet and I'll start if you guys want. Okay. My best bet for defensive player of the year, Jamal Adams for the New York jets, 40 to one on bet MGM. I think Jamal Adams is one of the top five defenders in the league. As far as talent goes, the jets were 10th in defensive DVOA last year. They ended the season very strong. They're in a division where really anyone could win, I think, except for the bills. (laughs) And I think that Adams who has posted incredibly high PFF grades in his career, especially in the last two, the jets start out hot. I think there's a very strong Stefan Gilmore make a Fitzpatrick vibe with him as him as like the leader and what everybody talks about them going in. Oh, the Jets have this top five defense where it does all start, starts with Adams. And I think if they go nine and seven, ten and six, surprise in the playoffs, and he has a similar year that he's had the last two years, I think he's a prime player for defensive player of the year. Only 24 still. And I think that he is prime to ascend into defensive player of the year territory. And if you look at this award, the last 10 years, it's been a lot of different players, defensive back, uh, Stefan Gilmore, really the only defensive back to win it in the last couple of years. But if you look at these guys, JJ Watts, one of three times, Aaron Donald's one of two times, Khalil Mack, Luke Keekley, Terrell Suggs, Paul Amalu, like the, these guys are hall of fame level guys. And I think Jamal Adams is well on his way if he continues it. And I think it's a good bet at four to one. Great job, Joe. Or Dom. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I like Joey Bosa this year. Um, I think that uh, he is, he's a monster. He's going to be, he's entering his 20, he's going to be 25 uh, this season. And uh, I think he's coming off a strong performance last year. Um, he's increased his quarterback hits basically every year. Um, aside from the year that he missed some games there. Um, and he's been sitting in league. He averages about 11 and a half sacks a year. So, I mean, 25, um, maybe he's to take a little bit more of a step forward, uh, maybe increase some of those sack numbers, just like a touch. 
And I mean, he's already somebody that uh, I think is an imposing force on that defense. Um, I think he's going to have an opportunity there. So I'm seeing him at a 25 to one on FanDuel. And uh, that's where we're going to go with that. That's Joey, not Nick. Yeah, Joey Bosa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with <laughs> the sticking with the Steelers theme. I'm going to take TJ Watt. Uh, 14 or 12 to 1, 14 to 1, 12 to 1. I haven't line shopped. Uh, 15 to 1. 15 Fandle. to 1. There we go. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, 26 years old. He's a Watt. He has, he has the political clout in America. He can bring you. Have you, have you watched the Watts tag show together? I have not. Oh, it's actually, it's interesting. But, you know, Wine, the wine moms love the Watts. <laughs> and I just, he had a great year last year. He had 14 and a half sacks. He forced seven fumbles. I, he made all pro. He was an all pro. So I, he makes, I think he makes that leap um, in an award that's recently skewed more towards um, linebackers and linemen as opposed to secondary. So that's, you know, on one of the best defenses in the NFL on the best, the best player on one of the best defenses in the NFL, I think 15 to one gives you good value. Wine mom comment rings true. Uh, My girlfriend actually knows who that is. There you go. Bizarre. There you go. All All the people would be, uh, would be the the Watts fourth (laughs) award in since 2012. Yep. All right, let's go comeback player of the year, and then we'll do coach of the year, and then we'll move to our divisional parlay. Same thing here. Obviously, narrative matters, but we'll give just one pick for the comeback player of the year award. Um, I, I'll let you guys go, but you're probably going to steal mine. So, I heard, yeah. Um, I already okay, put it out. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's the same person who my best bet to win MVP is. <laughs> exactly. It's Matthew, yeah. it's Matthew M. Stafford. <laughs> He's coming back. He's healthier than ever. The Lions are going to win the division. They're no longer lovable losers. They're fucking winners. They fuck. Um, and it's 14 to 1. Yeah, 14, 14 to one is huge on there. Yeah. I, 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 it, my bet is the same thing. And I think that this is a good hedge against a MVP Stafford bet because yeah. I think his, I think his numbers will be MVP esque, but I think that his record is not going to be. So if the lions fall a little short and they still go eight and eight, nine and seven sneak into the playoffs, as the third wild card, if they don't win the division, I think that Stafford is prime for comeback player of the year. Uh, the only thing you have to worry about, I think, with him is Roethlisberger. And uh, it remains to be seen how good he is going to be. I think that Stafford's metrics have been better than Roethlisberger's in the last couple of years. So I think that I'm more confident in Stafford as a player, but I think the Steelers are a little bit better than the Lions. So, uh, but uh, but Stafford at fourteen to one is just insane value. And I think we gave this out on one of our other podcasts when we were talking. Yeah, about we did. Um, but Joe, uh, are you falling in line here? Uh, I agree, but I'm going to give out another pick, and my other pick is uh, I'm going to give out David Johnson at thirty-three to one. Um, running running back guy. I know running back guy, but I do think what book. 
33 to one on points bet. And he's also 33 to one on DraftKings. Um, and I'm going to give that bet out. Uh, I, I agree. I like Stafford a lot, but I just want to give another flyer for the listeners out there. Do you think Joe's number one thing he says in this podcast is I agree? I, I agree. Might be. Except, for the <laughs> NBA. Except for the NBA. I fucking disagree with everything. I, I concur. <laughs> I I agree. You should change it up. Throw a little I concur. Let's say facts. Indubitably. <laughs> I don't like look, I'm just like Stafford's wife beats a brain tumor slash cancer. Then they get pregnant. What's next? Comeback player of the year. Super yeah. Bowl. MVP. You Draw up come, the screenplay yeah, now. He's, Disney movie in twenty plus years. Boom. All right. Uh last award we have is the coach of the year. We tried to find first coach fired, which is uh, probably our favorite prop. It uh, is. To bet. Yeah, we'll but get that, it. Those, yeah. those haven't come out. We'll do that in September back when we do um, our final Super Bowl picks and things like that. This is an award won by John Harbaugh last year, 14 and two with the Ravens um, ever since. I mean, really looking back at the last 10 years, you need to have at least 11 wins. Bruce Arians won it one year as a, as an interim head coach at nine and three with the Colts. But then you look, Belichick, 14 wins, Jim Harbaugh, 13, Rivera, Panthers, 12, Arians again, 11, Rivera, 15 again, uh, Garrett, 13, McVay, 11, Nagy, 12, Harbaugh, 14. So you got to have double-digit wins. So that's what I'm looking at here. I've identified three guys that are at least 20 to 1 at some books, and they're all teams that I've really, really liked this year. I like Peyton, obviously with the saints. We've talked about that. He's 22 to one at DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, Frank, Frank Reich is 20 to one at some books. I think the Colts are a team that is primed to be a 11 win, 12 win team and him with a new quarterback, you know, it's a good story. And then I like McVay at 25 to one at some books. He might be higher at some other books, but I think that the Rams on the off chance, you know, I, I know we like them, but on the off chance, they're like a 13, 14 win team. I think that that's a good bet too. I think at the end of the day, I'm going Peyton at 22 to one. I just think that this team is going to be the number one team in the NFL in the regular season. I think you're looking at a 13 and three, 14 and two win team. Um, if everything goes right. And at 22 to one, Sean Payton, remember the Titans, draw it up. Hasn't won this award since 06, but a lot of double, you know, two-time winners here um, in the coach of the year. And I think he's on his way to Hall of Fame career and another coach of the year award. will put the kind of final touches on that, on that resume. So I'm going Sean Payton 22 to one um, on FanDuel. And it's also on DraftKings. Joe, would you like me to go? Sure. Okay. That way I can agree. Oh, man, <laughs> every everything in in my body wants me to take Brian Flores, Dolphins surprise team, win the NFC East, twenty two to one. It's on the draft. long division. It would be real hard to win that uh, one. Yeah, the AFC <laughs> DraftKings. Mm, really, uh, it sounds it sounds too good to be true. I'm going to leave my homerism aside, and I'm going to take. The Dom's gonna hate this pick. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Bruce Arians at seventeen to one. 
It's not a. It's not a Wait, terrible pick. It's not Tampa, crazy. It's on points bet. Tampa. Why don't? First of all, why don't some of these books have co- Coach of the Year on here? It's fucking ridiculous. What book are you looking at? I have like four books up, and they all have it. I can't find it on MGM or William Hill. Oh, <laughs> well, it's right there. <laughs> on both of them. I don't yeah. have Will Hill on MGM. Uh, okay. Well, points bet. 17-1, Bruce Arians. You got Tom Brady. My only thing about this is, like, if Tom Brady has a great year, could be an MVP discussion. You know, it's not all Bruce Arians. It's all Tom Brady because he's yeah. the addition. Um, but I think the team he put together last year, especially on the defensive side, you add a quarterback who's not going to turn the ball over. They beat the Saints, who are Dom's favorite team in the world. Um, slash best team in the NFL, and they make you know get to twelve wins. I, I could see, I could see Bruce Arians getting the reward. It, he, he got it with the Colts a team. He took over for Chuck Pagano. I think this it would mean a lot for him to to win an award for a team that was actually his. Yeah, I uh, I like Mike Tomlin at uh, twenty six to one on FanDuel. Uh, if you listen to some of our other episodes, I'm really high on the Steelers this year. I like the Steelers a lot. And, uh, I, he hasn't won the award since 2008. Um, and he is, he's one of the better coaches in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, and he, you basically brought a Steelers team that was terrible last year to, um, like not have a losing record. So I think having Big Ben back, I think it's going to be a dramatically different situation. I think they get to 11 wins probably. I think, I think they get to the playoffs. So um, I think he's a good option at 26 to one. Yeah, I like that too. If, if you didn't bring him up, I was going to bring him up at the end of that as another guy that I like. Also um, for all of our Lions love, Patricia's at 50 to one. If you want to feel a little frisky. Oh yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> Bill Honestly, O'Brien, do you think like I was well. gonna say like Bill O'Brien? Like, should we give him a little bit of love? Because like, if he does, if he he traded away all of his stuff, <laughs> so like maybe if he performs well, it's like <laughs> his coaching was so good. He he wanted to shine as a coach, so he it's was like terrible the, it's as like, GM. Yeah, it's like the Bill Belichick Tom Brady argument on steroids. Yeah. If Belichick was like, let me go, and he might be doing that this season. Let me go an entire season without an offense to show how good a defensive coach I am. And yeah. yeah, like and, I think I think it's actually it's not spite, like totally crazy. So. In spite of the GM, the coach still persists. <laughs> <laughs> really sticking it to management. So I mean, I, like I might, maybe I will like throw one of my free bets on the great BOB over there. So, yeah, I mean, co- coach of the year is a weird thing. Obviously like MVP, it goes to a guy with a, with a storyline. And if you're a team that has a, has no expectations to be good um, and you turn out to have 11, 12 wins, like that's your award. Yeah. So, and like you said, you like, you like Watson. So yeah. Sure. All right. Um, so that's for the first five awards, MVP, offensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, comeback player of the year, coach of the award, coach of the year award. When we come back, we're going to put together an eight way divisional parlay. We're still shopping this segment out to be sponsored um, just because I think it's going to blow up when we, when we hit it and hit it big. So yeah, eight way divisional parlay when we return at the Oddscast podcast. Now, I know that for a lot of you Americans, this is your first parlay, but there are rules 
and modern warfare. We're not dumb beasts. And we are back. The final episode of our NFL summer series preview. We gave you the divisional winners in our first eight episodes. We gave you in the first half of this episode, the five awards and our best bets for those. Now it's time for, and we named this during our break, the parlay Pats Memorial divisional winner parlay. 2020 version parlay pats rip going to jail for threatening people this is the most degenerate bet of all time the (laughs) eight-way divisional parlay so it only felt right to name it after the biggest degenerate we've seen in the gambling space in a long time so the rules are since we have to do this together as a podcast we're going to do a snake draft for teams one through six um we'll figure out who goes first in a second so we'll go whoever gets the first pick obviously gets a six pick two five three four each person between me joe and terry will have one veto you can only exercise it once if you lose it you can't use it anymore and if you hold on to it picks seven and eight so there's obviously eight divisions snake draft only covers first six picks pick seven and eight if you have used your veto you cannot recommend a team for pick seven and eight and if we get to pick seven and eight, two out of three of the hosts must agree on a team for it to be in there. If not, producer Corey has the final say, and we have to convince him on what to put Whoa. in. You don't want to get there. You don't want to get there. <laughs> so I've, I've had too many vodka sodas to understand these rules. I will tell you when you're wrong. I'm going to go first <laughs> since I came up with the rules. Oh, is that different than any other day? <laughs> You want to go first? It's 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 first. You get if you get the first pick, you also get the sixth pick. So now, what what is it? We'll do youngest to oldest. Okay, so it's me, Joe, you. You're youngest. Yeah, I'm fired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this this bet uh, only a couple books I think let you parlay divisional winners. I think most of them do. The legal books in New Jersey let you parlay them now. Um, we're not going to waste time on on air discussing which book gives us the best odds. We're going to do it all on one book, and if it comes out that another book has it um, better odds on on another book, we'll we'll use those when we post it on social media. But I mean, the odds really come down to what long shot bet you have in your divisional parlay. Like if you pick a team that's plus 500 on one book and then it's plus 200 on another book, obviously the plus 500 book is going to be the bigger winnings. Usually, if, even if you pick a lot of favorites, $10 bet wins back like $10,000. Hey. So, Hey, sports folks out there in New Jersey, if you want to sponsor this, we'll put this bet on your app, you dicks. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, we'll shop it around. But for right now, we're going to start with DraftKings because it was, I think, the OG parlay. Uh, where you put the Redskins in every fucking <laughs> parlay thinking they could win, and they won, like, <laughs> three games. So how this is going to go, like I said, we're going to do a snake draft starting with me, then Joe, then Terry. I'm going to go first. Obviously, I've said this a million times and I want to get this in here before we blow it on the first pick and somebody else picks the fucking bucks. The saints in the MC South are going to be the first leg of this parlay on DraftKings. They're minus one thirty four. NFC South pick number one. Love it. Joe, you're up fucking uh, loves it. with the second pick. I will be taking the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East. Not bad. Not bad. I, I, I like it. I like it. 
I was just happy you like put your fucking divisional biases to the side for a hot second. I, I, like, I just don't. I don't want to use the veto. I really, I really hate the Eagles. So this was easy. <laughs> All right, Terry picks three and four. You're up. Ooh, that was a nice stretch. Some strategy here. What do I want to do? Mm. Pick uh, one at a time so we can veto the first one before you just go straight to the second one. Okay. Uh, let's go to the NFC North. And point I'm of gonna, order. Point of order. What? Oh, no. Point he of order. Called. If you veto his first pick, is he allowed to make that pick his second pick? Or is it officially? No, no. He, that pick it's is officially off the table. that pick is off okay. the table. And so he you're not just vetoing his turn. It's the pick itself. <clears throat> so I have to yes. stay okay. within the division. Okay. You may, you may proceed. I feel like if you get vetoed, you can just immediately go to a different pick. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the same division. Okay. okay. Or, or it should be the same division. Well, that could get weird. Could you get double vetoed? All right. Should yeah. we put a motion to the floor? Yeah. I think it should be same division because then the other guy can use his veto strategically. Okay. Fine. Whatever. I don't care. Okay. Game on. Okay. I'm going, I'm going to stick with the NFC. I'm going to take the NFC North. I'm going to take the Detroit lions. <laughs> Six to one. <laughs> uh, and he's uh, a juicy parlay. I'm not vetoing it. <laughs> uh, fuck. He's going to keep Dom up tonight. I love it. I know. I've thought about this so much in my own parlays because like, oh, fuck, fuck it. Fuck it. We'll run with it. Okay. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. If you veto it, I was going to pick the bears. <laughs> good, good thing i didn't veto it i would have then had to veto it <laughs> okay and then we're gonna go to the afc east and we're gonna take the dolphins you know who's who's officially using the veto dom you were you the first to first. say it all right all right ah, oh okay. shit fuck i <laughs> lost my so pick. fast <laughs> the strategy um, can you just pick the Patriots, please? Like this is, I mean, they're going to win the, like the Jets <laughs> Not with the Lions. <laughs> Fine. I'll pick the Patriots. I don't want to let it be known who I picked first, Miami Dolphins, but we'll uh, go it with is the noted for the record. I have the Patriots. Okay. I have the Patriots finishing last in this division, but I'll pick them for the, for the pod. I have a very, this is a very, we're at, we're at, we're at, we're at plus five, five, six, three, three. So we're yeah, $10 bet wins bet wins. Bet I'm, five, I'm at a very dollars. interesting crossroads here. I don't Brady care Spears. about your crossroads. I just care about where you end up. There's only one, movie. there's only one veto on the table. It's true. So well, not afraid to use it. Say something. You could veto yourself. I will be taking. <laughs> The Seattle Seahawks to win the NFC West. I I can't say anything. I fucking hate this. <laughs> Man, go birds! Yeah, I'm gonna veto it. It's a stupid pick. All right, I'm gonna that go with the Rams. Pick. Plus five hundred. All right. I probably should just let that go, but. I'm just, I don't, I, I think, don't. I, I think I know where Dom's going with this. So I was not concerned. Um, I'm going to go with, 
the Colts in the AFC South at plus 110. Nice. Thank God. Love it. Nope. Actually, Ryan Tannehill on the Titans. I'm vetoing it. <laughs> just, just kidding. I'm going with the Colts. I'm going with the Colts. <laughs> About to say, you took your hand off the chess piece. Okay. All right. Um, since <laughs> Terry and I have vetoed, uh, Joe is the only one who can put forward teams in these divisions. Two out of three must agree. If not, it goes to Corey. We have the two divisions left, AFC North and NFC – or AFC West and, and right. AFC North. Well, the AFC West. Who are the, who are the two biggest uh, favorites in these yeah. divisions? Right now, right now, we're at $10 bet wins back $7,223.58. Wow. All right. Well, uh, we're going to make this real easy. In the AFC West, we're going to go with the Chiefs. Um, do – I, I'll agree on that. It's yeah. hard, but I'll agree. Yeah. And then in the in the AFC North, uh, I, I I've been. I, I know. I've, I know what you're going to say. Really, really considering this, but um, I can't. I cannot bet against the Ravens here. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Putting the Ravens in. Would you? Do you agree with the Ravens? Yeah, I do. I thought I've. <sighs> I really want, I thought about betting the Steelers. I really did. But ultimately I am a little afraid that big Ben is going to only play enough games to make the playoffs. So with the Ravens, it's $10 to win 12,778 with the Steelers. (laughs) Oh my God. You'll see our reactions on our OnlyFans page. $39,657. $39,657. I'd rather have 12,000 real dollars than $39,000. So, All right. either way, you can put Coke on a stripper's ass at the party after. Either way. What? what? Say what? OnlyFans.com. Tell me more. Cast. All right. So, a $10 bet on that. The Saints, Cowboys, Lions, Patriots, Rams, Colts, Chiefs, and Ravens to all win the division wins back $12,778.51. RIP Parlay Pats, pour one out. Um, (laughs) Not really. Guys, shame on on you, Darren Ravel. Shame on you for writing about this. You're going to tarnish the name of the brand that joe and i contribute for shame on you darren all right (laughs) that is it thank you for listening to our entire summer series preview for 2020 nfl season this will conclude our series part nine is in the books any parting thoughts before we hit the road god bless fins up baby Oh, producer Corey. If we, if we hit seven out of eight and the Finns were the ones that... I think you should say you're welcome to the people who've listened because you probably made them a decent chunk of money. True. True. You're welcome. That's we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna track this throughout the season on like a Google sheet that we'll probably make public. For real this um, time. Where yeah. we... I think do, Google might not make it public anyway. But. Where, where each of our bets will be one unit and then we'll just see who had the best um, season um, wow. in the summer. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time. I think we got some Belmont stuff coming up, some NASCAR. Yeah. MLB might be playing soon. Maybe we'll have some sports in the next uh, few NBA days. too. So thank God. 
All right. Put yeah, that yeah. parlay in. We'll see you out on the socials in the Rich streets. Rich as fuck. Strap Strap up and like, strap for you.
sounds of the beast. 